0: Hey there, Freedom Fighters. My name is Andrew Warner. I'm the founder. Hey, Freedom Fighters for me and our audience is different from what it means to you, Alana. I should say today's yeah. guest is Alana, Alana Moisko. She runs Fuel. It's a company that, well, is it called Fuel? It is, right? It's fuelfinance.com is a domain, but Fuel is a company name, right?
1: Yeah,
0: Fuel is a company name. Here's what they do. They kind of do what my friend uh, Will Schroeder has his team do for him. Will told me that because he's had a lot of ups and downs in business, he doesn't leave anything to chance when it comes to numbers. He wants every morning when he wakes up to know what are his most important numbers. And they could be numbers like what's overall revenue, what's the profit, what is the amount of money in the bank. Data like that he wanted in his inbox every single morning. And he didn't want to have to go and fish it out of whatever software they were using. So what Fuel does is they basically do that Automated, And in addition to it, they would also help an entrepreneur understand not just what happened yesterday and last month, but also what's likely to happen in the coming month and the next few months based on how things are going now. She started this company with basically spreadsheets and manual labor, and then she built it up into something that's very automated right now. I invited her to talk about how she did this um, because I think it's really interesting to see somebody take – Work that is done in a repetitive way for a lot of people that we just are blind to and automate it and then add intelligence and software and people behind it. And that's what Fuel does. And we could do that thanks to two phenomenal sponsors. The first is Lemon.io. If you're hiring developers, I'll tell you later why you should go to their site. And the second, if you're investing, you should consider investing in art. And I'll tell you later why you should go and check out Masterworks. But Alana, the thing that I was saying is for me, Freedom fighter is, I find that entrepreneurs are creating freedom for people around the world. And then I looked at you and I realized, oh no, this means something completely different because you're in Ukraine.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, for us, like, it's another situation with freedom fighters and another meaning. (laughs) Do
0: you remember in the early days, and we'll get into the business, but you were in bomb shelters, you told me, several times. Do you remember one of the first times that you had to go in a bomb shelter Tell me about that experience.
1: Uh, yeah, it was like 24th uh, of February. So it was like the first day of the war and the first wow. experience uh, of going to bomb shelter. And it was like uh, in our like uh, house, uh, we had this bomb shelter, uh, but it was the first experience we were there. Uh, so it was simply like, um, we heard like first time the siren in the city. And uh, so it's like the first feeling was, okay, what is it? What should we do? So it's it, it was something strange and new. So already after news and uh, already after reading uh, different media to understand what is going on, uh, we already understood it's like sign uh, with siren and we should go to, to bomb shelter because it's like high risk of some bombs or some like other attacks uh, by Russians. So we should like, go to the safe place.
0: And then you were in there. You told me in the beginning, you didn't even know when to leave. There was no app that told you when to leave. Today, is there an app that tells you that?
1: Yeah, today we already have the app. So uh with the app in the app you can have like different sounds you can choose uh because like this siren sound of this siren it's like a little bit scary and uh not uh, not the best sound you want to hear like every day. But uh in with app we already know like we have this app who where, where we can check uh when like when the siren is started and when the siren like has ended so we can like go out from this uh bomb shelter but like during first day it was uh unpredictable situation so we simply heard this like for first siren when, when we should go to the bomb shelter but it was not understanding where when we can go out so we were there like several hours after that more more, more and more and we like didn't understand where where it where it ended when it ends and so when when we can really uh go from this bomb shelter
0: why didn't you get out? Why didn't you leave the country completely? Come back when this whole thing's over and keep running your business.
1: Oh, like first of all, uh, like I was in Kiev, uh, and um, like the first feeling. So uh, I, love, I love I love my country, and uh, I really ever think like what uh, what I do every day and uh, like my work and. Uh, First of all, I do really it like to mainly work to help my country and I am really very proud to be Ukrainian and uh, for me it was like one of the reasons okay uh I can if I can still work here in Ukraine and be productive and uh, in case I can help my country be in Ukraine I uh, I will stay here so in the case it will be like I I cannot work and uh I don't know in some case it will be the, it will be the situation where when like I I couldn't, like, make my job with laptop every day. Uh, Maybe it will be, like, the reason I should leave. Uh, So, like, but even in that situation, uh, being in Ukraine, like, in Western Western Ukraine, so, nah, it's, uh, it's it's still okay for us to work with laptop. So, yeah, it's not usual situation. So, you're not, like, maybe in safe situation and you don't know what will be, like, during the next hours or next days. Uh, but it's still possible to work with laptop and be productive. So that's why I decided like to stay.
0: You know what? It's funny that in my mind, I always think, how do you get out? How do you protect yourself? And you're thinking, well, look, <laughs> I love this country. This matters to me, and I could work from a laptop. Um, let's go back and understand uh, how you started with this. Before Fuel You were working doing what for construction companies? What kind of finance were you doing for a construction company?
1: I started like from financial analyst and I was like the first financial analyst there. (laughs) And uh, it was like crazy decision to switch uh, like uh, PwC to this construction company and being the first financial analyst there. And after that, I was already uh-huh. like financial director there, so I was like managing financial department also, like starting from doing all financial reports by my own. And after that, already hiring uh, hiring team members.
0: And you were doing this all manually, making sure that they understood where they were financially. The kind of thing that I was saying my buddy Will has done for him, you were doing for the company that you worked for, right?
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly like that. So I, I had the same situation. So I provided uh, like weekly and monthly reports to CEO and to also to investors, to founders uh, to make clear the situation, what is going on inside the company. So as like usual financial manager, I made all three reports, P&L, cash flow, balance sheet reports on monthly basis and also like on weekly basis. I prepared this one consolidated report with understanding of revenue plan fact, cash flow plan facts uh, expenses plan fact, and like right. costs uh, cost, uh, of construction.
0: And so as you were doing this, you said, look, this is very manual. I have to keep doing this myself. I'm too smart to keep doing this manual work. Let me see if I could <laughs> automate it. And you were telling me the first version of automation was basically forms that you created in google sheets that then funnel that data into google sheets and you were trying to see can i organize this in some meaningful way is that right yeah yeah so
1: uh, i remember i remember the day and then uh i was i like Uh, discussed uh, with my other colleagues in finance so what they use uh, because like there are Mm -hmm. only several solutions so you can simply set up this ERP ERP system or another way you can like uh, try to do like some system in Google Spreadsheets by your own and uh, I remember the day when uh, I was really uh, it was it was really sucks when you uh, try to, uh, to collect all data and you need to prepare all reports, like for the week, for example, and to try to collect this all data, for example, on Friday to prepare all reports for... For Monday and you simply like sitting on this weekend and trying to collect consolidated together and all Friday you write all this like 100 letters to different people ask them with uh, their data so I started like okay if I can like make some forms and uh, my letters and what I ask usually is repeatable every week. Can I create like some forms uh-huh. and ask them simply to provide these forms for me? And after that, connect these forms to my like uh, to my financial reports. So how I can how I can make it. And uh, it was like the first I think the first my try to <laughs> understand how to automate all this like uh, hundreds of letters
0: once you figured that out and you were automating it and this seems pretty straightforward stuff i was asking you to use zapier to piece things together you said no kept it simple google sheets we're done at what point did you say you know what this could be a real business that i turn into a standalone company and offer this service for others how do you make that leap
1: uh i uh, like uh it started when like Started from usual consulting and services businesses because um, uh, I started to receive, uh, like, from different friends, uh, asked to help, like, with their finance. And um, uh, when I started to make, uh, like, uh, this financial system in Google Spreadsheets for other types of businesses, for other business models, I started to understand that um, these systems, uh, which I, like, create in Google Spreadsheet, uh, they are really, uh, scalable. So for example, if I have like, I don't know, two restaurants. Yeah. Or if I have like two construction companies, I can simply like take this system, which already I made for this construction company and simply implement like, and set up this system for another construction company. For example, with similar uh, business model and to different size.
0: Right. Did you check with them? Did you say if I do this, will you pay? Did you start reaching out to others, or did you just realize, you know what? If I'm doing this here, other construction companies are going to need this. Let's see if we can expand.
1: Uh, it was it was like very funny situation because like the first uh, first client uh, I received. So when I started like from doing finance, first of all, by my own, when it was like one team member in our team. Uh, Mm -hmm. The first client I found uh, in the bar. So I simply was so excited about all this like financial system and how finance can be managed in easy way with the systems. So I I think that I really was talking with everyone about finance. (laughs) So it was a situation. Uh (laughs) I really uh, had this talk in the bar with... uh, friend of friend and uh mm-hmm. and I, I remember how i offered him okay let's try this system like uh, for your business and we'll see what will be so uh i can do it like for free but i'm simply like interested uh-huh. what will be in result if, if the system for example if it was okay for a construction company it can is it can be like also suitable for your company and uh, he was also like crazy entrepreneur and uh he was also already like uh, very upset with uh, his finance. And uh, he was like the situation when he didn't have this understanding what is going on with like cash flow, PNL, profits and everything like that. So he said, OK, let's he didn't try. understand. So, that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like that? I, it, it really was a crazy situation, but I think like, uh, okay, let's be honest. I think like many founders, they really uh, don't understand what is going on in their finance. So, and uh, mm-hmm. I think like, uh, because because everyone thinks that like finance is something very complicated and uh, like I, yeah. need, uh, I need some person like to do it and uh, to explain me everything. Uh, And, like, it's exactly what I don't like, how, like, different people think about finance and what we want to change in our company, because I believe that uh, finance can be easy for founders. And uh, I think that it's, like, very basic and uh, cool insights that you can get from your data and from financial data. Yeah, uh, So that's why, le- yeah, it, it was like our first client, uh, but after that, he recommended uh, us to other, like uh, this product to other friends, this friends to other friends. So like everything started from this like first client, <laughs> but uh, after that, it was word of mouth. First client who you
0: talked to at a bar, you talked to them at the bar about finance because that's what you were doing. They complained. You said, I can solve this for you. I'll do it for you for free. And by yes. for free, what did you create that then helped get you other clients? What was it that you did for him? The same spreadsheet thing with forms that then got organized and then manually organized further by you? Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, it was uh, okay. It was like the system with the spreadsheets. Uh, and uh, it was very very manual manual system, uh, so it was uh, really first I think uh, first MVP of, of this not not very user friendly product, but uh, nevertheless he really got results after uh, I think three months he already got this understanding like what is going on like what was what was with his pnl with uh yeah. this business what profits and already like planning was also said was he also had planning uh after three months so uh it was it was like a great value so it was like manual <laughs> system but it was a good value
0: to really good pl- value because you are doing planning manually and I know how tough that is, right? You're basically yeah. taking his past data, putting it in a spreadsheet and trying to figure out what do you what you think it's going to look like a few months in the future and then I'm guessing for each month you created your own its own column, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. But uh like financial planning, it's a very complicated system because uh like Good financial planning is not about, like, for example, situation when you simply understand your revenue and expenses forecast. It's a situation when you understand all operational figures and all other figures that can make impact, for example, on your revenue. And when you understand in details uh, everything about your number of leads, about conversion rates, and, for example, when you understand how changes in 1%, you should know, in, like, your conversion rate, uh, what uh, impact will be on your revenue. I think it's like, what is a good like financial planning, like financial planning in this different number of details.
0: One of the issues that I've noticed in talking to other guests here about giving clients financial data is that it could be overwhelming. I remember talking about it with Patrick from ProfitWell. If he just gave people financial data... They would feel guilty, they wouldn't know what to do, and they'd almost be angry at the data that he sent over because there was nothing they could <laughs> do about it. Did you have that issue at all
1: uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, like um uh, with this data, so um uh, what's like what is very good like in our product that's uh I think like uh with our product founders, they don't have this like you know like type of freedom <laughs> with uh, with this data so we simply have like these rules how what data we collect how we collect this data and what you should see and how often so uh, mm-hmm. i believe that um, like when you have and you provide this like uh, freedom to founders like check their data change this data and make some manipulation with this data it started to be something very complicated for founders, and uh, I believe they really can be <laughs> angry uh, with this experience.
0: Yeah, and so what do you what did you do about that?
1: Like I, I believe, like the first, uh, you know, like I remember this uh, phrase uh, of. Uh, Uh, I saw this phrase like from Y Combinator um, and it was a very good phrase when you see like your data and you see your revenue and uh, your revenue is zero, you should check this uh, revenue and see this revenue on daily and monthly monthly basis basis, and you should be disappointed because this is the first factor when you like start to understand what is not okay Uh, in your business (laughs) and everything started from this disappointment. I see. (laughs) And... uh, I should say that we have we have the same situation. <laughs> I see. So when we started to use the system for in in our own case, uh, so it was like okay, uh, this week we have like this revenue, and it like much less than what than was planned. And I really remember this like feeling when you. Uh, start this like your week uh, from this information and you're already angry like on Monday uh, because you understand that like previous week was not like that that you expected but after that like first feeling uh, when you started to be angry and then like your next thoughts okay what I can change for this week and you started like to think like all day about that so you start to research you start to analyze and deep dive into your data and Only after this disappointment, you can really find uh, all next steps and insights what should be changed for this week.
0: Did you do that, though? You know what? Let's let's hold off and then come back into that. I should tell you, my first sponsor is Lemon.io. You know the founder. They're clients of yours, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're our clients.
0: And he's... He's somebody who's been putting his finances publicly on Twitter, in his email, and constantly letting people follow along and see how much revenue is growing, how much profit. Is that your data that he's showing?
1: Yeah. Yeah. it's uh, our Wow. Data.
0: So that's how he's able to get it out there. Here's what Lemon is for people who don't know. And I imagine at this point, everybody knows because I've been talking about them for so long. When you're looking to hire developers, Lemon's insight was, you know what? They're smart developers in Ukraine, which Alana, you're noticing and you've noticed for years, and that they're getting paid less than developers in other parts of the world. And so the first thing he did was he did a matchmaking service, essentially. Companies would call him up, and it was him literally, and they'd say, I need a developer. He'd ask a few questions, and then he'd go and find a Ukrainian developer that was a perfect fit. And he could do this now at I think within twenty four hours he could make one at what he calls a miraculous match. As he kept growing, and then frankly, as the war in Ukraine went on, he realized, you know what, why am I only limiting myself to Ukraine? There are people all over Europe, I think, um, is where he's still focused, who are phenomenal, who are not charging nearly as much as people in other parts of the world. Why don't I just expand my matchmaking service? And it wasn't as easy as just saying, hey, everyone, come on in. There are different languages. There's different vetting process. There's different networks we had to establish. But um, I think because of what's been going on in Ukraine, he's felt the urgency to do it. And as a result, he's been able to grow his base of developers because many of us have been watching him over the years build up his revenue and profit. And we're all entrepreneurs who are curious about how other entrepreneurs are growing. We've all been seeing this. And many people then think of him and Lemon when we're looking to hire developers. And so I'm going to say this to you if you're listening to me. Now, Lemon has got developers from multiple countries. They still will give you that phenomenal 24-hour miraculous match guarantee. They still will make sure that you're taken care of, and if you're not happy, they will make it right. And if you use my URL, they'll even give you a lower price than other people uh, have. Here's what it is, 15% discount on your first four weeks with one of their developers. Go to Lemon.io slash Mixergy. Lemon.io slash Mixergy, and as Alana will tell you, they have some of the best designed sites especially for something that's so business oriented they really know how to communicate here i would go there for copywriting if not for developers because their stuff is good don't you agree
1: yeah yeah, yeah. I like i like their brands and how they built like their brand identity and especially i really like their websites and it's very fresh and i think like not not boring at all
0: lemon.io slash Mixergy not boring at all right to the very bottom of their site okay did you from the beginning do that I'll tell you why I ask, Alana I hired somebody to go through and do the same thing that you're doing and just give me projections for the company naturally as he showed them to me he would start to make suggestions and get on me and say, you know, Andrew, it is natural for people to increase their their uh, prices from year to year by this percentage. It is natural for you to have to spend this kind of money. I'm seeing other businesses like yours spend this kind, this kind of money and this percentage of their overall revenue on marketing. You should, right? And that was helpful. That took something that was just data and interesting and maybe would give me anxiety, which as you say, Y Combinator and others say, you should have anxiety. Now go do something about it. But it took me from that to saying, all right, here's some actions I can take as follow-up. Did you do that? And if you did, when?
1: Yeah, like uh, we also also do this uh, job. So we have like financial success managers uh, in our team. So uh, in some packages we provide also with our system, uh, for some clients they choose uh, with the software like supported by financial managers, uh, like, and it's uh, working in the usual way, for example, in, when you have like one-to-one meeting every week with your financial manager to discuss like what financial managers can see in your data and uh, like mm-hmm. give you all recommendations. Uh, But also like uh, what we already understand and what insights we get. We also understand many benchmarks and uh, from working with different companies already. From our experience, we are our financial managers. uh, So it's not implemented yet in our system, but our financial managers also like know what benchmarks should be. So, for example, what expenses should be. Uh, on different stages of your company development and exactly in your business model. So it's really uh, easier for founder and for like CEO to understand uh, what is going on with That's today. Uh, their finance. Yeah.
0: At what point did you realize that you needed to add that?
1: Uh, I realized, I think it's like uh, from from, I think after like the first maybe, Fifty companies uh we saw that inside that um uh like founders they want to understand okay so i have like this like expense for example i have like i don't know marketing expenses this percentage like from revenue is it okay or not okay for us uh like what is the benchmark uh but you mean they would start asking you
0: those questions is this okay what's the benchmark yeah
1: yeah yeah I ha- I had the, the same experience okay, like working it. with many founders so they simply ask these questions but like to be honest with benchmarks um I I don't believe that benchmarks are good in all situations because uh like I saw many companies and finance uh like of more than two hundred companies, and uh, I should be honest. So, for example, when you like see this benchmark, like for for example, for I don't know, like professional services businesses that like uh, profitability or gross margin should be like that, like on average. But when you see the companies right. that can do it like much higher, uh, and uh, you understand that the benchmark is not reasonable because these guys can do it like twice more like than usual benchmark. So that's why, like, after that, I asked myself the question, okay, what, like, okay, this benchmark is okay, but if these guys can do like that, why other companies, uh, like, I don't know, like, can't do that also. So that's why benchmark, it's like good, but not, 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 not in all cases.
0: All right. You did it for your first client for free. They started telling other people, they hired you. How did you know what to charge?
1: <laughs> it was it was very very strange situation about this pricing i remember this like first pricing i don't know like it was $300 something like that for 3 months so it was <laughs> very very basic and uh, it was like uh, the first the first price and the, and the first payment uh after that so we simply like, decided to um, we decided like to have the same the same pricing model Uh, but we tested like many different ideas uh, on that like first client Mm, and uh, it was like i don't know it was very strange pricing model so uh i didn't make like calculation of costs or some like i didn't have even benchmarks or some like other companies to understand what what they charge uh in that period of time so I simply decided, okay, maybe it's like some parts like I don't know of my salary, of my usual salary, some small part can be like, I don't know, as uh as like some pricing model for this client.
0: Meaning you're saying if they wanted to hire someone like me to do this, what would they pay to have that done? Let's charge closer to that. Am I understanding you right?
1: Yeah, yeah something, something like that. So I, I started to think, like, what, <laughs> what alternatives this client uh-huh. has, and alternatives, like hiring someone, uh. Uh, some person, Okay. Uh, and uh, in other way, I started to think, okay, if like, this person will be like, full time or not full time. So and uh, so, like, alternative is like, uh, now I understand, like, clients get the same results with like, inside financial managers. And uh, so they simply can get it using using the product, so with the same results. So now I also think in that way that alternative and pricing model is like uh, something near like uh, with uh, financial team uh, insights that usually uh, needs uh, founders to hire.
0: The referrals got you so far. When it was time for you to go and get other customers, how did you do it? Where did you get the next batch of customers?
1: Uh, I was uh, so (laughs) I was passionate and I'm still passionate about finance so I started to make different lectures and workshops about finance and Uh. uh, I was uh, I was very excited about that so uh, I started to make like the first workshop that uh, I made it was like five Five people there. (laughs) But uh, after that, uh, we started to make different collaborations and partnership uh, here in Ukraine with different schools uh, to make these financial workshops for founders. And uh, it was like a very intuitive way because uh, I was like, uh, I was passionate about, I'm still passionate about finance and I decided, okay, I should share all my knowledge with other people and I can do it, so uh, it was like another way how we started uh, to generate uh, all clients, Uh, but it was like very scalable scalable way because we after that already, after these workshops and uh, lectures, we started to receive customers like uh, on permanent way, on monthly basis. So it was like already scalable sales (laughs) product.
0: So you were doing your own, you were organizing your own meetups, your own workshops, right? I think I saw them on your site when I went back to the Internet Archive. How did you get people to show up to these to these uh, sessions?
1: Uh like first one it was like friends and friends of friends so i simply like made okay. this post in my social media that i want to organize this workshop what what do you think what what like information will be uh-huh. reasonable for you and uh like it will be for free if you want to join please join and uh it was like the first one was offline uh, meet up and uh after that already were different online workshops and uh, the first one, like, <laughs> the first one was not good at all because it was, uh, like, it, it is very complicated to um, explain information, spe- especially financial information, in easy way. So that's why the first several workshops were not so good. <laughs> but already after the, I think, after the third or fourth workshop, I finally understood how to... Uh, how i can uh, provide all this financial information very easy way for founders so it was already more efficient
0: what's the topic was it just finance for founders or was it something more specific it feels like it needs a sexier title to get people to actually care enough to show up
1: (laughs) yeah it was like finance uh, for founders um it, it like uh I made also like last one workshop was uh we made online workshop uh in February this year, like before the war mm-hmm. and uh, it it still worth like uh, easy finance for founders, so what how to understand finance, what data you should uh, analyze in what way you should analyze this data uh what is finance about so so what steps you usually should have to set up like your financial function inside your business and uh, who is financial manager so how to check the work of financial manager if you have like financial manager inside your team how you can automate your financial function so everything uh, but like in very easy way like from my own experience because i have both both experience first one is like financial and another one is like founder and ceo so
0: all right i'm looking now i just got an email from someone at masterworks they're saying that do you know masterworks this is not something that you probably have space in your head for right now right (laughs) yes do you know them
1: no (laughs) i'll tell you what they do Uh, they're my
0: sponsor why is it that so many wealthy people invest in art? And as they looked into it, it made financial sense to invest in art. It wasn't just for the beauty of the art piece. It was because art holds up its value. It's because art actually is a good hedge against inflation. And it's because art actually is beautiful and it is worth investing in. And it's it will outlast a lot of businesses. The problem with art is it's too expensive. Like who has the money to spend millions of dollars on one work of art, you know? And, and also, who could figure out what the right one is? And so Masterworks said, what we'll do is we'll hire somebody who can be like a portfolio manager almost of a piece of art. They will pick the art. They will then securitize the art at Masterworks. They will then sell pieces of this, this entity that controls the work of art, and anyone can buy a piece of it. Just like you don't have to buy all of Apple Computer if you believe in its future. You can just buy a share of it. Same thing here with Masterworks. That's what they do. And... I I always found that their minimums were pretty reasonable, but uh, I just got an email from Ray over at um, Masterworks this morning. He goes, Andrew, you should understand that we've lowered the minimums even further. You might want to talk to the person over at um, Masterworks that's your contact. And I said, all right, I'll do it. But I've got an interview right now. So I'll follow up afterwards, but I'll tell you that's one of the things that I like about them. Number one, the minimum was low and it's even lower. Number two, there's a human being there who's contacting you and telling you, here's what's going on. Let's see if it makes sense for you. If anyone out there is at all interested in getting involved in Masterworks, I think the first thing you should do is set up a call with them just talk to them and see if it makes sense for you if it does great you can proceed if not you've been educated and you understand and have all of your questions answered about it and the first place to start if you want to not have a line like other people if you want to just get right through is to go to masterworks.art slash mixergy masterworks.art slash mixergy and of course you should see important regulation a disclosures at masterworks.io got to follow up with Ray. I like that he's just responding. He's responding to me too too fast, you know? I told him I was talking to you. I hit reply <laughs> on something and then he emailed me while we were talking and of course it bumps up to the top. All right. At some point you realize this is working for me. I need to hire somebody to automate this. It can't just me be me doing this all manual. What's the first thing that you automated?
1: Uh the first thing was like uh, automation of uh PNL cash flow balance sheet reports. So it's like mm-hmm. it's like the database uh from from that everything is started in finance. So uh from all these transactions. So it's mm-hmm. like the first one which was automated. So connect like different banking accounts, connect like Stripe invoices, connect like QuickBooks and uh, other programs to provide like very fast P&L cash flow balance sheet reports to see like financial situation and what is going on so it was it was the first one
0: and so aren't you reproducing what QuickBooks does by taking all that doesn't QuickBooks already do that
1: uh, yeah, QuickBooks so they already do it. They uh, do bookkeeping, and it's like a great product for all accountants. But uh, what we do, like PNL, cash flow, balance sheet report, it's not like the core product. The core product of uh, few, it's uh, simply one of the data sources. So uh, we simply like do completely another job. So we uh, provide information and insights about efficiency of all functions in your business. And plan fact analysis, so it's completely another uh, product from QuickBooks. What do you mean? QuickBooks, what's what's like...
0: efficiency of the work in the business? And how do you get that from the data that you just talked about?
1: Uh, I believe that uh, every function inside the business, uh, they uh, are or cost centers or revenue centers. So say they can make mm-hmm. an impact uh, based on this type of, of uh, this function so for example marketing can be responsible here for Mm -hmm. lead generation and it's also always a question for many founders okay if my marketing efficient or not so what budgeting is okay and uh, when you have the system with plan fact analysis for example uh i need to generate i don't know like 20 leads per week and uh, from this like 20 leads like from marketing qualified leads i don't know like 50% should be like sales qualified leads. And uh, you have this plan and connections like between like sales, for example, and what impact will be in revenue in case like marketing functions will get these results week by week. And uh, like the system which we provide, it's like very obvious understanding what plan in all functions of different like figures, like number of leads you should have and how to control like um, how to control this uh, work by these functions day by day and week by week to understand that like you will get this final revenue in the end of the month
0: uh i see and that was a computer that was doing it or was it people doing that
1: no it's a it's a computer so like uh the system which is created so we connect all these data sources and in our database we already have all these rules mm-hmm. how this da- data should be collected how this data should be connected with financial impact of different functions and uh, already prepared everything for you in very beautiful dashboards and understanding this plan fact charts uh, week by week so it's everything made inside the system
0: How did you find developers to build all this?
1: Uh, It was like, uh, I I have friends, uh, he's CTO uh, in startup in uh, Germany, and uh, he simply recommended me like our first engineer inside our Mm -hmm. team for our team. And uh, we started to work with him, but uh, when he started to work already and build architecture of our product and uh, everything inside the product, we already made different, um, like, we already tested this product with our clients. So, we had earlier in our team, like, financial. Financial guys who started to learn SQL and uh, Python and uh, other languages to make these connections uh, inside like uh, our system by our own. So it was already like the team with like financials and uh, in some in some like uh, parts of the day they were engineers. And uh, when we hired already our like first full time engineer, it and. Uh, we also made, like, uh, this, we asked for uh, for all recommendations from my friend, like, CTO, uh, right. who helped us on the start. So, uh, now this team looks like that. So, we still have, like, one one engineer inside, like, our team. Uh, and we have, like, uh, our, like, pipeline, how, how this product is developed, like, step by step with this team.
0: All right. Revenue now is where? I've got the number, but... Um, I won't say it. I'd rather you say it. What's your <laughs> revenue now?
1: Yeah, we already have uh four hundred fifty K annual recurring revenue. And uh okay. we are profitable. So we are not usual startup.
0: And you've been around for how long?
1: Um, about three years, it, I think, right? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Already like working on this product like for two years
0: two years specifically on this product. Before that, it was more of the manual stuff that was like a consulting thing that we talked about. Yeah. All right, the big takeaway from this for me is if there's something that we're doing on a regular basis over and over, that's a good opportunity for automation. Number two, doing it for free for someone helps validate it. Number three, start asking for referrals and then do a lot of it manually until you can hire somebody to start automating. Do I have that right?
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Alana, is there something that you've seen that you're noticing people do repeatedly that you feel like this could be an opportunity for somebody else to do for that business what Fuel did for finance?
1: <sighs> uh, I see that. I see this every day in our business. You do <laughs> so like I what? Give me say- some ideas. Like uh, I have the same situation, for example, with recruiting and hiring people. So uh, we have used many different CRM systems, but they are not perfect. And uh, all these types yep. of manual work, how is do like when you try to find some person inside your team, how write uh, how you write all these letters, how often these letters should be sent, how you collect this data, and how uh, you analyze your pipeline with like hiring new people it's everything also like this uh for me it's uh one one possible way to automate all this huge part and Mm -hmm. i think it's like a big problem for uh all companies to make it easier this hiring process and especially when you need to hire like some person to which will help you with this process and uh it's like the first one the second one like uh, we saw, like, we built our operational system, for example, uh, in Notion, and uh, we also saw that the same patterns, for example, with uh, onboarding, with some repeatable processes inside our team. So we see that this part also can be automated about operational systems and uh, how, it, how it looks like. And... Yeah, onboarding for onboarding and
0: operating, tell me more about that. You're saying for onboarding new employees and the operating system, yeah
1: yeah so like uh, yeah onboarding is very like um, I think onboarding is a very important part for all team members and uh, we like after several iterations and manual onboarding for our team members we made like simple videos with simple steps so you have this onboarding you spend like 4 hours for this onboarding process and like 15 minutes for that 10 minutes for that and you check this one this one and this one so it's like Uh, We created this instruction and all videos one time. And after that, like all team members, they have the same onboarding and in very easy way Uh, and fast way. But uh, I believe that this like way how it should be done in all companies, uh, it's also not obvious and uh, not easy.
0: That somebody could actually do this as a service. The hiring, I mean, the onboarding automation, the onboarding uh, process for new employees could be a service that somebody offers.
1: Yeah, could be, for sure.
0: Okay. You know what, as we're talking, I'm feeling like this interview, because we've got a little bit of a lag, I'm not sure what it is, but I'm asking a question, then there's a pause and then you answer it. It creates a bit of an awkwardness. I sent a message to our editor asking her to edit that out. But as we were talking, I said, you know what? Editing seems ripe for this. Like, a lot of edits are pretty easy to do. Like, if there's just an endless gap, you want to be able to wipe it out. You can see that somebody could turn that into a service and then eventually have that be automated. You can see that the booking (laughs) process is now, for some people, the the guest booking process could be automated and then um, maybe manually done and then eventually automated. I like this uh, approach because once you start thinking that way, everything starts to be a possible version of that. Like what else are we doing over and over and we're not noticing it? And obviously ordering groceries is one, but there's not much profit in it. I think we should think about what businesses need and where there's profit or or saving of money. And then as you're looking, if you start to see things through that filter, it becomes pretty exciting.
1: All right. The website...
0: For anyone who wants to go check out your site, it's fuelfinance.me. Fuelfinance.me. Congratulations. Thanks for being on here.
1: (laughs) Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Andrew.
0: You bet. Thanks. Bye, everyone.